Coming soon to your two ears, a podcast episode where I rethink my criteria and explain why. You're listening to the Theology of Music podcast, the only podcast where we unpack the good and sometimes bad theology in the songs that we sing. My name is Pastor Joel. Welcome again to the Theology of Music podcast. My name is Pastor Joel, and today I'm going to be taking a look at the song Raise a Hallelujah by Bethel Music. This has stayed one of the top songs for the past year and then some. It was released in January of 2019. It was nominated for a 2019 Dove Award. It was written by Jonathan David Helser, or Helzer, Melissa Helzer, Molly Skaggs, and Jake Stevens. And it was released off of the Victory album, once again, in 2019. So right off the bat, I'm just going to let you know, my myself and this song, we're not the, we're not jiving, we're not vibing. Um, and I want to explain why. In this episode, I'm, I feel more uh, as if I have to approach it from the, the level of a worship pastor, right? Um, so, you know, if you're not a worship pastor, you're not a leader or a pastor, and you don't want to listen to it, it's fine. I would still recommend that you do, um, because I've even, I've been, you know, doing, as I've been doing research, I'm looking at what other people are saying about this song, and, and even seeing people say, you know, yeah, it's a great song, and um, and so, you know, it's caused me to think, okay, so what, where am I on it that I, that maybe I'm wrong or maybe I'm right. And, or maybe it's just, we need to be more intentional and strategic, like I said in the last episode. And so I think uh, a big question for the song and its value for the, for a corporate worship setting is when you do it, or, you know, if you do it on, on a Sunday morning, uh, but let's take a look at it. So once again, it was released last year. It's been one of the top 10, if not top five songs for the, an entire year and then some. Uh, and it's pretty simple. So you have uh, this common theme about raising a hallelujah. Obviously, it's the name of the song. So in every verse, it says, I raise a hallelujah. And then it says something. So it says, I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah. My weapon is a melody. I raise a hallelujah. Heaven comes to fight for me. And then it says, I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm. So this is the chorus. Louder and louder, you're going to hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will rise. Will arise. Death is defeated. The king is alive. So then you have the second verse. Once again, you start with, I raise a hallelujah with everything inside of me. I will watch the darkness flee in the middle of the mystery. For fear you lost your hold on me. On me. Yes, I, I read that badly because fear you lost your hold on me is grammatically um, very simple. <laughs> so the chorus is the same, and the bridge is kind of uh, a reiteration of the verse, just with a different tag in the beginning, right? So before it was raise a hallelujah, now it's sing a little louder in the presence of my enemies, sing a little louder, louder than my unbelief, sing a little louder, my weapon is a melody, and you just keep going, and then you go back to the chorus, and then you end with uh, a raise a hallelujah. I think what will help is how we define this song. So once again, in the past, I would do my criteria and there will be an episode coming soon, as I said in the intro, that I rethink my criteria, but I'm not going to say anything about that in this episode. What I do want to talk about is there are different types of songs, right? So even in the midst of breaking down songs through the, the criteria that I've used, I have said that 
songs can be strategically used even if they don't meet the criteria. I'm doing air quotes right now and you can't see it. So I fundamentally do not think that this song is a worship song. I think I think it's a song that more talks about what God has done in your life, right? Uh, and it's almost a call to arms for yourself. Uh, and you, maybe you could say it's a call to arms for your church. You, you know, even without breaking the song down, you hear this song, and I think more of a call to worship. And so it doesn't even have to be a full song. You could use it as a, you could just say these things. Hey, let's raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies, right? I, 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 do, I just don't see this song similar to The Blessing. I don't see the value of this song in the middle of your set with a big anthemic slot, song slot uh, that, you know, we people use The Blessing for and stuff like that. I don't see the reason for that just because I don't think it's a worship song. I, th- I think it's a testimonial, more of a, 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 a song that unpacks or, or, or charges yourself because of what God has done in your life or charges you forward because of what God's done in your life. Not necessarily a song of worship. I mean, even the story behind the song is more about declaring something to be so, right? It's, it came about because a friend of the writers, their kid, uh, got an infection and it didn't look like he was going to make it. And so they wrote this song in response and it was all for the hope that uh, that this 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 kid would live. And so it was, I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm louder and louder. You're going to hear my praises. We're up from the ashes. Hopes while our death is defeated. King is alive. I'll raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. Right. None of that is bad or wrong. But the question then is what happens when the things don't get better? What happens if I raise that hallelujah and my enemies win? What happens if I raise that hallelujah and my depression is still there or my anxiety is still there or my marriage is still falling apart? Sure, heaven does fight for me. The beauty of scripture is it, it, it paints that picture in Romans that if God is for us, who could be against us? That nothing can separate us from the love of God and Christ Jesus our Lord. Yes. And yes, I get the telling yourself, hey, why am I sad? That is Psalm language right there. That is Psalms 19, 14, you know. Um, and yes, I get the telling yourself and your soul to not be downcast. That's Psalm 41, 11. That's why are you downcast, O my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my God and my salvation. But here's the difference, though. On its own, this song for me doesn't have that. Why am I raising a hallelujah? What's what's the reason behind that? And so I think if you do this song, you have to give that reason. I just gave you a great scripture to use to talk about that, right? Or even you could say, look, I you, wherever you are on the scale or the spectrum of your charismatic Pentecostal, more to staunch uh, liturgical kind of person, you know, I, it's fine, right? Naming and claiming, I make that joke. But you can pray expectantly, and I think this song would be good to do that, but I just don't see it working well in, in your in your congregation's favor if you put it in that anthemic slot, right, where we talked about with the blessing, right? I think it's a song that you need to use specifically and targeted and, and have a, a purpose behind it. Don't just do it because it's popular. Because it does not, I do not think it stands on its own without the doctrinal fuel behind it, right? 
and there might be some confusion over the word or how to raise a hallelujah. Trust me, it's hard to find. It comes down to knowing what the word is. So it's the word hallelujah is a, is a compound Hebrew phrase, um, which is um, the com- combination of hallelujah, which is basically a joyous praise in song, joyfully in song, or yah, and uh, which is about Yahweh. So it's essentially just we are singing joyful songs or we're singing joyous songs of praise to God. And, and so um, it's, it, and that's what it is. So it's, it's weird to say hallelujah. I'm raising a hallelujah. That's just a cultural thing. Uh, I don't think you technically can raise a hallelujah, which, you know, so that's just me being stingy with or, or curmudgeon with the title, right? I just, I wouldn't say raise a hallelujah. Maybe just sing hallelujah because that's, you know, but anyway, that's just, that's just me, or maybe it's not. Either way, I do think you have to be careful with this song. It's another song to me, like The Blessing, where you can't just throw it in willy-nilly and not give care to it, because sure, it's obvious kind of what the song's about, but for an outsider, for a non-Christian, what you don't want them to think is that they themselves can raise a hallelujah if they're not in Christ. And this song doesn't really show you why, right? It's not God has done this in your life through Christ and now he is with you. So why would you be downcast? Yeah. So if God is with you and in you and all things are working together for his glory and your good right now in this moment, it doesn't matter what's happening. Praise him with all that you have. That That is a good thing to admonish your church with and your congregation with. But the non-believer with this song would probably think, oh, yeah, I'm going to raise my mahalo. I'm going to sing a little louder in the presence of my enemies. I'm I'm going to I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm. That's nice. And, you know, death is defeated. The king is alive. Oh, that's that Christianese stuff that people sing about. And so I'm trying not to be stingy or deconstructionist with this song but I, with this song I really think you have to be purposeful you cannot just do the song because it's popular and I I, I know it's lasted a year I know it is is stuck around for a year and that's good that's a good thing that a song can can last that long but my fear is that it has lasted that long because it's one of those songs that can you can just slot into your set and it's an easy win and that doesn't always mean that the song is good. If it's an easy win, hopefully it's because it's truthful and it, it has enough underneath it and it's enough legs to stand on that it, that your church is always going to respond well to it, right? But I think if you do that song, you really have to. It doesn't matter if you've done it 50 times or five. You have to tell people the why behind the song. And you have to explain what raising a hallelujah means. I, I don't think you should sing the song and not explain why that means what it means and what hallelujah means and and why it's it's this shout and of joyous song of praise right and and so it's not that the song is terrible it's not that i hate this song i just get nervous about songs like this because i'm afraid that people will run to it because it's an easy win i'm not going to run this through my criteria in air quotes because i'm rethinking that and i'll explain to you why in a future episode. But for now, I hope this podcast has blessed you and that you've enjoyed it. And if you ever have any song selections, suggestions, comments, critiques, mean mean things to say, you can always email me at theologyandmusic 
at gmail.com. But with that, you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day and a wonderful Lord's Day. <laughs>